0: Good afternoon, Tampa Bay. It's the DuPont Registry, Luxury Living in Tampa Bay, coming to you from DuPont Registry headquarters. I'm Tom DuPont, the publisher of the DuPont Registry Tampa Bay. And we have some exciting programs we've delivered to you in the past, and now we have another one. And we're delighted to welcome with us today Jessica Muroff. Mm -hmm. Jessica Muroff with the Girl Scouts. We've had the Boy Scouts on, and we want to be fair and square, so we want to have the Girl Scouts on. (laughs) We're also a little bit more interested in Girl Scouts because the Boy Scouts have a perception in the community. The Girl Scouts have a perception in the community that's all about cookies. Yes, It's not all about cookies. Oh, no. There's a lot more relevance to Girl Scouts. So tell me, Jessica, where did you come from? Are you a a native to the area in Tampa Bay? or?
1: Yes, I've lived in Tampa for, um, gosh, more than 35 years. I wasn't born here, but my family, all of them, well, they were born here. Clearly you came <laughs> here after you were, the day after you were born if right. you've been here for 34 years. <laughs> um, you're very kind, but, um, but yes, no, I've, I've lived in the Tampa Bay area um, nearly all of my life, and um, so I do consider myself a native, and um, I love this area.
0: Whereabouts do you live? East side, the bay, west side.
1: I live in town and country, right on the water, um, and uh, which is also close to our, our leadership center, our headquarters for Girl Scouts.
0: And so Girl Scouts is located in northern Hillsborough County, centrally?
1: It's, it's, it's just outside of West Shore, um, so um, off of Eisenhower Boulevard. Okay. So it is really central to the region because we cover eight counties here in west eight. central Florida. Yes.
0: And how many young ladies are part of the organization here?
1: We have nearly 20,000 girls um, in Girl Scouts in west central Florida. In seven? Eight counties.
0: Eight counties. Mm-hmm. How many girls?
1: 20,000, nearly 20,000. It I is
0: had three daughters that was enough (laughs) 20,000 girls
1: nearly 20,000 girls what's interesting is that's you know about um about five and a half five percent of the available girl population so we still have a lot more girls that could be involved in girl scouting
0: I'm aware of the fact not everybody is a girl scout
1: nope not everybody's a boy scout they should be though Uh, they should be
0: (laughs) So headquarters uh, up off of Eisenhower and West Shore, mm-hmm. and big administrative staff. I mean, eight counties it's got to take a lot of people to run Girl Scouts of Tampa Bay.
1: Yes, we have, I think, our, our, our head count right now is about 72 full-time employees. Actually, it swells this time of year because we have summer camps. so we probably have closer to 115 or 120 full, um, full-time staff right now.
0: So summer camps are in and starting in, in, in full gear right now. So tell us about the Girl Scout summer camp. Programs that sure.
1: So in west central Florida, we have um, four camp properties um, that we own. Um, we're the stewards of nearly a thousand acres of land here in west central Florida. Two of those camps in particular, we offer resident and um, day camping for girls um, at Camp Wailani in Palm Harbor. It is this um, incredibly beautiful camp on open Gulf of Mexico um, lined with mangroves. We have um, The really big focus there is um, marine and environmental um, sciences. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a challenge course there. Um, We have all the traditional things that you would do at Girl Scout camp, you know, fire circles, um, archery. Um, We have a swimming pool. Um, We have a marine lab. Um, We actually have see-through canoes that the girls can go out and ride um, on in the Gulf. So that's Camp Wailani. And then we have Camp Wildwood, which is in Sumter County in Wildwood, Florida, Um, our largest camp, um, and there we have a herd of over 30 horses. So um, every camper gets to um, experience um, horseback riding. Um, We have a homestead program, which is where um, campers get to live like we did on the prairie, um, without electricity and all the conveniences of modern life. Running water. Um, yeah. Well, there is running water out there. Yes. Okay. But um, they get to make butter and candles and um, and do all of the things that um, we would do on the homestead. Um, but again, there's archery, um, there's swimming pool and um, and traditional tra- and camp that's activities. That's
0: res- residential as well as day camp. That
1: one is just solely residential um, because. How long is
0: uh, is a camp trip? Two weeks.
1: It is up to the girls. Um, they, they're they're scheduled in increments of half week and full week programs. Great.
0: And 20,000, why?
1: Yes, 20,000 girls. We have um, that experience summer camp. Right now we have a little over 1,200 girls signed up for summer camp this summer.
0: That's terrific. So mm-hmm. we've got to keep those little children busy. Otherwise, sometimes if they were me, I'd gotten in a lot of trouble when I wasn't well, busy.
1: Right. Well, if you think about today's world um, and how much our children are behind their devices or watching TV or gaming, um, it is critically important that we offer them this opportunity to get outdoors, to put their phones away, to get away from behind the screens and challenge themselves to take risks. And I mean, this from a social and emotional perspective could not be more important for our kids over the summer.
0: So do they have to check in their smart device when they,
1: they do. get to camp? They do, they're not allowed to use their phones at camp.
0: Perfect. <laughs> I wish I could accomplish that here at the, uh, at the office. <laughs>
1: that would be great, wouldn't <laughs> Please it? Please check
0: your cell phone in on the way in.
1: <laughs> we should put a box so that, you know, before meetings and things, you put your phones in there.
0: Way back when cell phones started and when they became unplugged, you used to have to plug them into your car for power. Mm-hmm. The old brick from way back when. When they became truly portable, we had a system here at this office didn't last very long. Uh, the old shoe bag. Hung the shoe bag on the door and you came in and put your phone in your spot in the shoe bag. Oh
1: wow. That's and awesome. when you left
0: you could take it out and take it out and leave. But uh-huh. you had to go in the shoe bag and if it wasn't in the shoe bag we knew you were <laughs> you were using it. Right. And went in and then we found out that an enormous amount of communication in the media world takes place on smartphones.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And it, you lose the purity of saying you can't do anything personal while you're working. You know, they're going to do stuff personal if they have their smartphone and right. to making them inst- people instantly connected. So that was important to us. But it's not important if you're in the wilderness learning how to make butter.
1: No, and especially if you're a, a child who um, has other avenues to communicate with your parents um, and can truly disconnect and experience camp to its fullest. I think it's okay. important.
0: Now, the Girl Scouts have got to have an enormous um, list of volunteers.
1: We do, um, and they are... The most incredible people that I have ever met in my life. We have over eight thousand adult volunteers.
0: Okay, so for all eight thousand who are listening to our podcast <laughs> and watching us on Facebook, be sure to uh, share us so that not only the Girl Scout story gets out with all of your friends that we're learning about now, and they might learn something. Mm-hmm. Some of your friends aren't in the Girl Scout business; they are just friends. And they'll also learn about the DuPont Registry, our own commercial here, if you don't mind, Not at all. saying, boy, if you all share this, people are going to learn about the Girl Scouts are going to be a little bit better off. So how many troops do we have? Are they local neighborhood ones?
1: Oh, yes. That's how troops are, are formed. Um, we have over 1,200 troops in our council.
0: So one in St. Petersburg, one in Clearwater, one in... That There'll be
1: multiple, multiple in, in St. Petersburg, Clearwater, especially in Pinellas County. That's one of our most densely populated um, and highest concentration of troops and girls um, in our council. So. Do you know the
0: number one most densely populated county in the state of Florida is Pinellas County? Is it really? More than Miami. More, more than, than
1: Miami. Because I would have automatically gone to Dade.
0: I would have gone to Dade, too. But Dade doesn't have that many trailer parks. Oh. And while they have a bunch of people in high rises, they're only in Miami. Right. And... and Pinellas County. If there's a spare open space, there's a mobile home community. Interesting. And they, they occupy a place for a car and a trailer, and that's it. That's a lot of people. Right. That's a lot of people. That and then you look people. at the high rises on the beach and the high rises downtown. Uh, we may have lost that, but that was traditionally Pinellas County's claim to fame years ago. Hmm, we used to look down our nose on Pinell- on Hillsborough County, saying you don't so don't have any people over there. Well, they got plenty of people in Hillsborough County. Oh yes, they do
1: in Hillsborough. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: Okay, cookies. We all know about cookies. Important yes. part, a lot of revenue?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's definitely a lot of revenue um, for our council as well as empowering our girls who are their own entrepreneurs, building their own cookie businesses, um, that is funding their goals um, that they have for their troop and their activities. Um, and many times, and this is the thing that warms my heart the most, is, um, is how often, um, which is virtually, I would say, 100% of the time nearly, how often these troops – um, take their uh, revenue from their cookie sale um, and give back to the community. Um, we'll donate to other organizations or invest in their community in some way. Um, it's, um, it's tremendous what these girls do. I'm,
0: I'm glad you're teaching that, uh, that ethic and, and that part of, of life. There are always people less fortunate than you and I. Mm-hmm. And I don't care where we are on the economic or the comfort level in our lives even if we're down at the very bottom where life is really a struggle, there's always somebody less fortunate. Absolutely. And if you can reach out and lend a hand to somebody less fortunate and make their day or their life just one little bit better, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that over and over, you're doing your job every day.
1: Well, that is core and essential to our Girl Scout leadership experience and what we what we teach and develop in our girls. So, um, you know, it's it's important for them to discover what's, what's – um, what's going on in their communities and how they can help um, to um, to connect with that topic, to learn more about it, and then to take action, to choose what they're going to do to make a difference.
0: So um, in a troop or everything, if, if I'm gonna be in the Girl Scouts and I'm in my neighborhood and I go to the local organization is there? like 5 or 50 in that group, or they vary in size?
1: They vary in size. Um, They can um, be, you know, around 10 or a little under 10 perhaps, but, you know, around 10 or 12, all the way up to – we have some troops that have more than 20 girls in them. Wow. Um, So it depends on the leader um, and the girls within the troop. You know, they truly – they design it to what they would like it to be. Um, everything that we do in Girl Scouts is girl-led, um, and so, um, and this is truly how we develop their leadership skills by empowering them to make the decisions.
0: And age-wise, what what what's our limits here from start to finish?
1: So it's K through twelve. K so through twelve. About five years, you know, five years old, um, all the way up to 218.
0: Now, I'm a guy, so I know Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. How do the Girl Scouts ranked? Are there beginners and
1: seniors? So, th- so there are um, Daisies, Brownies, Juniors, Cadets, Seniors, and Ambassadors.
0: That's right. I remember the Brownie Scout
1: now. Yes. I that so year. And there's a common misperception that people have, and they, they say this to me all the time. They say, um, you know, I, was, I wasn't a Girl Scout. I was a Brownie. I never made it to Girl Scouts. Well, if you were a Brownie, you were a Girl Scout. Because Brownies is just a level in Girl Scouting. So um, so if you were a Brownie, you were a Girl Scout. And we say, once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout.
0: And so tell me again the stages from?
1: Daisy, Brownie, junior, cadet, senior, ambassador.
0: So an ambassador, their responsibilities get pretty big by then.
1: They do. Um, as high school students, um, it's their, their Girl Scout experience um, transforms and grows with them. Um, And that's the beauty of Girl Scouting is that um, the girls can explore anything that is related to um, their interests and and where they want to grow and develop as a person. Um, But especially in in high school where it's if they really want to do high adventure and and go. We have some girls who love primitive camping and um, love to travel and do camping. And that's where they focus their Girl Scout um, experiences. We have other girls who are more career-focused at that time and wanting to um, have experiences in exploring different careers in different fields and doing that in Girl Scouting. Um, but that's also where we have our girls earning the highest award in Girl Scouting, which is the Girl Scout Gold Award. Gold? The Gold Award, yes. Wow,
0: that's great. Okay, let's talk about a subject that's a little sensitive to, to parents and community leaders and so forth, safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got camps and you've got occasions and you've got Trips and you got travel. The safety issue has to be something you wrestle with daily, and have to be give some thought to. Are there any guidelines for safety that you operate with?
1: Oh my goodness, yes.
0: <laughs> I guess a few. So
1: <laughs> this is something that I um, Girl Scouts, as an organization, um, is very strong in. We have something called our safety activity checkpoints, and it is probably one of the most thorough documents um, related to safety that I have ever placed my eyes on. Um, and it's something that we continuously do training to our volunteers to make sure that they know about. Um, and um, we are extremely village, vigilant about safety um, and something that is core at being able to offer programming to our girls in a way that is first and foremost safe um, for them.
0: Well, it's important in today's community. I wish it wasn't quite so important. I I safety know, is yes. always a factor. But, boy, in well, today's world you read about issues like this so often that it's yes. just frightening.
1: It is, it, but, you know, there is something um, to be said about, you know, being safe, but I think on the, uh, you know, and complementary to that, it's also teaching our girls how to be prepared, um, because truly, I think, you know, a lot of our safety guidelines um, are, in an essence, um, being able to be planned and be prepared, be um perceptive about what's going on around uh, around you. And so it truly, I think that it's these are incredible life lessons for both our girls and our adults. So while it's important to be safe, I think this also teaches them how to be prepared.
0: And did not Be Prepared the Boy Scouts motto?
1: Nope, Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that where it came from? I thought Be Prepared, isn't that a song, Be Prepared the Boy Scouts yeah.
1: motto? <laughs> our motto is Be Prepared.
0: Be Prepared, mm-hmm. really? Yes. Isn't that Well, that's interesting. That's a good motto. Mm-hmm. That's a great motto. So um, let's talk the range of of, of activities. You said archery and camping and uh, educational, museum tours, all that kind of stuff. I mean,
1: we have, um, so this past year, uh, we rolled out, um, Girl Scouts of the USA rolled out our largest um, new collection of new badges um, that we've ever rolled out. And they were all focused around STEM and the outdoors because STEM is is incredibly important um, as e- evolving technologies and fields, um, and especially incredibly important to girls as they continue to be women continue to be underrepresented in those fields. And so, truly wanting to give our girls the experiences and uh, knowledge and understanding about them, so that they can be um, leaders in them, you know, in those in those fields of tomorrow.
0: So it's not just about cookies; it's learning how oh to be prepared for life in the future.
1: That's what okay. we—that's we, what we talk about: preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership.
0: Wow, that's great. So the national organization, 50 states, around the world?
1: It's around the world, yes. Because um, we have Girl Scouting um, in other countries across the globe um, and you know, on mostly military bases across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 112 councils in the United States. Um, and we are a part of the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. So um, Scouting, Girl Scouts, is a movement across the globe.
0: And when did Girl Scouts start?
1: It started in 1912 in Savannah, Georgia, um, by a pioneering and um, tenacious and adventurous woman named Juliet Gordon Lowe, who um, met, actually, Lord Baden-Powell in England, who the man who started Boy Scouts, and um, one of my most favorite quotes from her is, um, you know, she came back to the United States and said, um, girls must have this, too. They need these opportunities, too. So she was one of the, you know, I mean, in the early 1900s, one of those women saying that girls and women deserve these same opportunities. And um, she created a movement. She started Girl Scouting. And, um, and one of her quotes is, I have something um, for um, America's girls, and it starts today and it starts now. And she created Girl Scouts in Savannah, Georgia. What's really interesting, and I love to um, tell people because I don't, very few people, I mean, I, I constantly say, and there are people like, I didn't even know that. The second troop ever in Girl Scouting started in Tampa, Florida. Really? Yes, by Juliet's um, one of her dear friends, Jessamine Flowers Link. In fact, if you go down um, Swan Avenue, um, there's a um, there's a, a sign, an old you know, an old historical marker in her honor, um, talking about that. It was at the Hyde Park United Methodist Church um, that they started that troop, and so our our area has a very long history of Girl Scouting.
0: That's amazing. You, you know, Tampa shows up in the most unusual places in <laughs> history sometimes. <laughs> it does. Uh, I mean, Teddy and the Rough Riders were all stationed here before they went to Cuba. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the launching of, of, of several um, nationwide movements started in Tampa. And that's, that's, I think, some of the core parts of Tampa. Everybody thinks, Oh, you go to Florida, you're either going to retire or go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot more to do in Florida than retire or go to the beach. Oh, definitely. And there's a lot more substantive uh, lifestyle to Tampa. And there's one other thing that I'm sure has an effect on Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, probably in northern Minnesota for a number of months during the winter, the Girl Scouts probably do a little less than they do in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's indoor activities and so forth. but you know the weather's so miserable you're not going to go out and do that, a lot of stuff. Um, down here, you're under the gun, you're going to be doing stuff 12 months out of the year.
1: Oh, Absolutely, you know, when people ask me about, they're like, "Do you ever have any downtime um, for Girl Scouts?" And uh, you know, I tell them, like, really, the only downtime we have as an organization is the two weeks between um, Christmas and New Year's, <laughs> when people are, you know, with their families. Um, otherwise, we are a twenty-four-seven operation. We have constantly things going because that's what our girls are doing. They're, they're doing all sorts of things, and I'm so glad we live in Florida because, especially during the fall and winter, you know, early spring. That is when our troops are utilizing our camps. I mean, they're going troop camping every single weekend. It's always booked, um, and um, and girls are out at our camps. Um, And we are about to embark, and we have actually um, started to really reinvest in our camps and bring up our facilities and um, add new programming elements to our camp properties. And and we're improving things like adding um, air conditioning to some of our cabins so that in the summertime, it is more bearable for our girls, uh, especially during summer camp. Because I mean, as you have felt the weather these past couple of days, it has been brutal. But well, from can a you heat imagine perspective, in
0: 1912.
1: Oh, I know, right? When you
0: went outside to do something like maybe plant a garden, yeah, and there wasn't any place to go cool off, yeah, cold water was not really available. Right, ice was terribly difficult to find back mm-hmm. then. Uh, must have been. The pioneers in Florida had to be real pioneers. I have to say that. I mean, nothing but palmetto brush and, mm-hmm. and, and pine trees. It, it, it didn't look like that habitable place to be, except for maybe near water or someplace. Yeah. Um, any famous Girl Scouts we need to know about?
1: Oh, my goodness. So we just launched, yes, several. Um, um, Katie Couric, Taylor Swift. Um,
0: Taylor Swift was a Girl Scout.
1: Oh, yes. Um, Queen Latifah, um, Melinda Gates. um, uh, May what? Jemison. Now you're picking um, a
0: cross section of, <laughs> of yeah. life here. Yes,
1: um, uh, there are um, several leaders in um, in Congress who were Girl Scouts. Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, we just, in fact, w- we we just launched a brand new PSA that actually highlights several of our alumni um, Girl Scouts, um, and you know that really speaking to the power that the that being a part of this movement has um, done for them and has continued to help bring up their success in life.
0: What um, what would the would some of those alumni say about the Girl Scouts that was really impressed them? Is there something that, that that Girl Scouts once they graduated moved on say that's the one thing or are there several things they could point to? I mean, yeah, we had fun selling cookies, but what was the what do they what do they say? This was my greatest moment in Girl Scouts.
1: You know, um, it is hard to sum up with just one thing because Girl Scouts is such a multifaceted program, but I have two daughters who are Girl Scouts as well, Um, and I have, you know, I wear my pin every single day because I have the most interesting conversations with people that I meet in the grocery store, um, you know, just being around the community who talk about their Girl Scout experience, and if there's one common theme that I think that I hear across the board is how it built their confidence their confidence in who they were um, and their independence and their tenacity as an individual. But that confidence-building piece was, I I think, is at the foundation of every story that I have ever heard. Like, even my own girls, who their favorite thing to do in Girl Scouts is to sell the Girl Scout cookies. Um, They are very confident to speak to people. They now want to invent their own products and sell them door-to-door. So, you know, it's this confidence-building piece um, that Girl Scouts gives these girls the platform to imagine anything that they want to be in life and giving them the tools to be able to achieve that. Um, so I do think that that's probably at the foundation of, of all of it.
0: That fits right in with be prepared.
1: That's right. <laughs> going to give you all the
0: tools so that you're confident, in, w- in as you look towards your life and what you want to accomplish, you have the confidence to be able to go out and knock them dead. That's right. And get to the goal. Mm-hmm. Well, Girl Scouts, we've learned a little bit about Girl Scouts. There's a lot more to learn. I'm sure you can go on a website. Where do we go on the website, uh, girlscout.com?
1: So if you, for our area in particular, um, you know, you can go to Girl girlscouts.org. That's the national um, organization's website. Um, if you go to shewillsucceed.com, that'll bring you to our council's website. So for your listeners who are In this area and want to learn more about Girl Scouts of West Central Florida, SheWillSucceed.com will take you to our council's website. You can learn more. You can find troops near you. You can find out about summer camp. Um, Everything is there online.
0: All i got to do is push a few buttons on my smart device, and I'm tied into the Girl Scouts. Yes, you are. Well, it sounds great. I b- appreciate what you do for the community and what the Thank Girl Scouts do uh, does for the greater community when only 5% of the girls are Girl Scouts.
1: That, yes, it's a small percentage, and we're, we're growing. We are growing. That but means we that
0: have to 95% are better off because there's 5% that are doing something positive in the community. They're mm-hmm. prepared. They're the future leaders, and um, my goodness, they sell great cookies.
1: They do. <laughs> We've been selling those cookies for more than 100 years.
0: Is that right? 100 that years? 100
1: years. Yes.
0: they must have been baked at home in the original days.
1: You know, I yeah, maybe I'm
0: the troops baked them someplace at somebody's house.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I don't know those specifics. But we've been the Girl Scout cookies have been around for more than a hundred years.
0: Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure back in the in the starting days, you didn't have federal regulations that said you had to box them this way and package them this way. And <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, two last questions. Sure. Where are Girl, Girl Scout cookies made?
1: So they are made, um, where is the headquarters of our baker? Um,
0: all over the country?
1: They are. Um, there are. The, yes, there are bakeries all over the country. So our baker in particular, um, because of the demand, I mean, our council alone um, sells 2 million boxes of cookies. Um,
0: just West
1: Central? Just West Central. 2 million. 2 million boxes of cookies. That's a of lot cookies. of sugar. <laughs> it's a lot of delicious cookies. Um, so our baker um, does have a national, um, you know, national presence, and they have several bakeries um, across the country. I believe that um, that are solely focused at certain times of the year to produce the Girl Scout cookies.
0: Wow! Uh, and how many cookies do we sell nationally? If you sell two million a year.
1: Oh my goodness gracious! I'm million. so I'm it, it, uh, it. I mean it
0: a mystery. You're going to we're gonna I'd have, have to look this have to look, look one that up. up. I can't believe
1: <laughs> it Then you stumped me on a oh data good. point. <laughs> it's important
0: for me to stump the guest on one item uh, for sure. So uh, <laughs> our time's just about up. Uh, any last comment for you from the Girl Scouts? Uh, we got the website out there. Yes. Contact information. So you know how they, people know how to do that. You yes. know that there are troops all over the area here.
1: Mm-hmm. Girls yeah.
0: from kindergarten to 12th grade.
1: To 12th grade. Yes. Um, we have some, you know, very innovative programs. Um, I guess the only thing that I would say is, you know, there's a lot you can search online to find out more. But even high school Girl Scouts, if they want if they want to join Girl Scouts, it's still never too late. We're doing some really great things for um, preparing girls in high school. We have a brand-new program called Camp CEO where we pair executive women in across the, um, the region with our high school Girl Scouts in a weekend leadership retreat that is just life-changing. Um, and so there are more programs similar to that Um you know that are innovative and trying to stay up to the relevant needs of girls today. So I just I would tell people to investigate Girl Scouts because um, it truly can be something that you can design around your schedule, around your daughter's schedule, and something that is completely life changing for her to build that confidence she needs to succeed.
0: Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you We're on another Dupont Registry Dupont Cast at Dupont Registry Headquarters. Uh, It's always interesting to reach out to uh, somebody in the community that you know a little bit about and you'll learn a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I've learned a lot more and I hope our audience has learned a lot more. And we look forward to seeing you all uh, next week uh, for our next podcast. And uh, there'll be more information on that shortly coming out over the Internet. So stay with us. Thanks again. Have a great day. Be safe on the highways around here and try and stay dry because we already have one just big, huge rainstorm here today already. It's the season. Thank you so much, Jessica. We
1: appreciate you being here. Thank you.